0: Hello, welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Eric Hubbard. And I want to thank you for joining us as we go into the Word of God. I'll give you a couple of ways to reach us first by mail at Pastor Eric 523, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia. That's Pastor Eric 523, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia. And also you can reach us by email at pastoreric Pastor Eric 523 at gmail.com. That's pastoreric Eric 523 at gmail.com. And today we're going to continue our series. And I believe we're going to end today with this series on whose fault is it? And when we're talking about fault, we're talking about placing blame or placing uh, that when we get into tough situations or when things go wrong. And I think that's one of the tricks of the enemy as when we have a trial or tribulation or being falsely accused, uh, the enemy wants to always bring to our mind of our past. Satan does not know your future. He may speak things over you. He may speak things to you, but he does not and cannot prophesy your future unless we allow it. If you do, if, that's why the scripture says that we not only must be careful what we hear, but how we hear. And when if we have a listening ear and we listen with the, our spiritual, our inner ear, and if you don't hear God and what you are hearing, if you're not receiving the food of the word, the enlightenment of the word, the inspiration of the word, but and but you're getting uh, uh, depression, you're getting uh, fault finding, you're hearing uh, criticism. If you're hearing, and I'm talking about in, from ministers to people in your life where you are not getting the food that you need. And I'm not saying that everybody's going to feed you, but I will say, if you allow people people if you allow they or them to direct your life rather being rather than being spirit-led or being word-led then you will find yourself finding fault why am i here why am i in this situation uh uh uh, who why was i born and all these things were not knowing and not remembering the scripture as god said over in uh jeremiah 29 he said i know the thought and I know you've heard that scripture many a time that I have for you have for you that's so good and not of evil, to give you an expected or a purposed end, and that's what God for us is that He desires that we come to a purposeful end, and a purposeful end is one in which is God designed. God has a design on for every day that we live on this planet. Uh, I believe over in, I read before over in Revelations four and eleven where it talks about that we all. And we're created for God's pleasure. So if we were created for the pleasure of God, that means that God wants to get enjoyment out of your time on this planet. That he doesn't want to see you suffer. He doesn't want to see you go through uh, uh, things that are unnecessary. What I mean by unnecessary, things where we go off the rails or we go off the path that God has for us and then we put ourselves in a place where we 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 take ourselves over into the enemy's camp and we release just like Adam did. When Adam gave up his authority, he went over to the enemy's camp and said, "Here I am. Take what I have." But if you walk In the the, the spirit of God and the faith of God, if you allow the word of God to be your lead and your God, I'm not saying you won't have trials because the scripture says many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver him out of them all. So we trust in God. We pray that you would hear something in the message today, because I believe there, there will be times when things are going to happen. Stuff will happen. It's going to happen in my life. It's going to happen in your life. It may not happen today. It may not be tomorrow, but there will be a trial. There will be an issue that you have to face. But if you face it in faith and say, Father, I trust you, God, I trust you that you have my best in mind. And if I continue on, if I follow on, I will know. I will come, God, the, uh, the scripture says that we know all things. We know all things in the book of John. We know all things by the spirit because we have an unction from the Holy One. We don't have to walk in darkness. We don't have to walk in, in uh, uh, failure or in defeat. We weren't designed for that. We were king's kids. What Proverbs 28 says, the righteous are bold as a lion. Peter says that we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We are the ecclesia or the called out ones. We are called from darkness over into light. And if we will allow ourselves, they said, you know what? It may not be good, feel good now, but there is light on the other side. My victory is already here. Jesus has already won every fight that we'll ever go into. We have victory. And some say, well, what about this one that died? What about that one that died? (laughs) When we leave this earth, we go to a greater victory. So it doesn't matter. We can't lose. I believe what Nestle Mandela Mandela has said. He said, we either, he said, I either in every situation, I either win or I learn. He never mentioned losing. He said, I'm either going to win on this situation or I'm going to learn something. If I learn something, I still win. So we're not looking to place fault. But what we are looking for is where is God in this? And what I mean, I'm not saying God is lost. I'm not saying that God is not there. But what, Lord, is there something for me to learn from this? Can I use the situation to make me better? Because that's what we want to be. We want to bring Pleasure. Pleasure. Read, if you get an opportunity to read over in the book of uh, Revelation 4 and 11. And it says it again in Psalms 37 and also in 34. 34 says that, talks about how that God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. He takes pleasure. God wants to see his people uh, progress. He wants to see you move on. Not being the same plot that you are, uh, are today, next year, in 2024. He wants to see the people of God. And it does not matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how long you've been saved. It don't matter uh, uh, your education, what your education level may be. You may be, barely can read. Or you may have a, a, a doctor degree upon doctor degree. But when it comes to God, he wants to see you grow and to mature in him so that you can give glory to him. For the scripture says let when men see your good works, they will glorify God in the heavens. And see, it takes a work nowadays to impress people. It takes a work. And what I mean by a work is that, you know, there's money, there's millions always being thrown around everywhere. You know, there's all kinds of scientific inventions and, and, and things that uh, seem to be even futuristic where you say, man, oh, how did they think of that? But one thing men can't do, man can't bring life. Oh, they can bring you, you know, they can give you a heart transplant, this, that, and the other. But they can't take an old heart without an operation and give you a new one. They, can't, uh, uh, they can dope you up and, 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 and get you so high that you seemingly you, you, out of your depression as long as you're under the influence of that medicine. But what they can't do, they can't cast out the devil. No, the flesh, the, Satan doesn't cast out Satan. So what I'm saying is the power of God cannot be duplicated. Satan will fake it. He will uh, uh, bring cunning tricks and, 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 and work all kind of uh, fleshly miracles. Well, because many times, even the believers, sometimes we are we're fascinated by fleshly things. But what Jesus wants, he wants the inside man. He wants that inside you. That change when people see you. They say, what happened to you? There's a glow about you. There's a, there's a light about you. There's a you got a pep in your step. What did you do? Did you did you, try, did you lose weight? Did you did you get some money? Did you get married? Are you engaged? Uh, uh did You get a promotion? What happened? And you can testify. I have discovered that God loves me. And not about you loving God. And that is a good and that's a good thing that you love Him. But it's more important for you to know that God loves you. And when you arrive at the point of where you know, irrespective of whatever happens, he who began a good work in me shall finish it unto the day of Jesus Christ. No matter what I go through, oh, I may miss the mark and I'm going to miss the mark in some way or another. And so will you. But as long as we know If God be for us, who can be against us? Let's go into a little teaching today. We're going to go into St. Mark, 4th chapter. And we're going to read about how that Jesus, and this is a common story, uh, you can call it a Sunday school lesson. But as we think about this and read about, just think about the fault that's being passed and what God is expecting of us. This is St. Mark, 4th chapter. We're going to start reading the 35th verse. And it says, and the same day when the evening was come, come and the evening was this, talk, Jesus was talking about the evening. When the evening had came, he said to his disciples, and I'm adding words in here for clarity, let us pass over unto the other side. So they were getting ready to take a boat ride in the evening. And when they had sent the multitude away, they took him as evening, or as evening was, as he was with the ship, and there are also with them other little ships. So they saw Jesus leaving and going to the other side and they say, Hey, we're going with Jesus. Now that's a good idea to wherever Jesus is. We should be, we should desire to be, but you know what? We don't have to do that today. We're not, we can't, we don't have to follow the, 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 the physical Jesus because Jesus is no longer physically here, but he is in every believer. That's why he told his disciples, it's expedient that I go away. For I go, if I don't go away, the comforter can't, he can't come. He said, but I'll send you another comforter. And that being the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is in all of us. That's who's in us. That's why we, we should walk victorious. As Paul said over in Galatians 2.20, I live by the faith of the Son of God you know that you have God's faith. How did you get it? If you read in Galatians 5, it talks about the gifts of the Spirit and faith is one of them. God gave you faith. You have Jesus' faith. And if you read the New Testament any at all, Jesus' faith never failed. Now man failed to believe in him, but Jesus never failed. When it looked like he failed when it looked like when they nailed him to the cross and he, sat, he, 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 he he hung there bleeding and dying, many would say, we thought, and that's what the disciple says, we thought he was the one that was going to make the change, but they didn't remember that he says, I'm going to die. They're going to kill the son of man, but in three days, I'm going to rise again. So they again, they're getting ready to uh, go to the other side. The other little ship decided they want to go in the 36th verse. Now the 37th verse says, and there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. So think about it. Just think about these, these men, the disciples, they're rowing to the other side. Uh, doesn't say anything about the little ship. So the, I guess when they saw the storm, And the winds beating, they couldn't make it. So either they turned the back or they took a left. But it doesn't say anything about the other ships that were traveling with them. And see, when you're in a storm, you can't take everybody with you. That's the time that we should focus on God and focus on what he's saying and focus on what he's doing. Because Jesus said, i never leave you nor forsake you. You don't have to wonder about why the storm? Why the sick? Lord, why did sickness come to me? Why did my marriage break up? Why, Lord, did I lose this job? Just focus in on God. Focus in on on who he is in you, to you, and for you. Focus on God. Focus on the victory. The script, the faith says, This is the victory that overcometh the world. What is that victory? Even our faith. Your faith in him is the victory. It didn't say it was the thing. It says it is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And what faith is that? That's faith in what God has all Already done. But you know, at this point, the disciples weren't at that time because Jesus hadn't died yet, but they were in his very presence. They had saw him do mighty works. They had saw him healed. They had saw him deliver. They had saw him cast out devils. And when Jesus went down and went to sleep, he told them, we're going to the other side. So let's keep reading. 38th verse. And he was in the hinder part of the rear of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And just think about it. Now, they said the ship was full of water. And it says, and they woke him. So basically, Jesus was sloshing around in that ship because it was full of water. And they say to him, Master, don't you care? Don't you care? And that's how we do sometimes. God, you see, I'm going through this. I'm in pain. I'm hurting. Lord, I'm suffering. I lost my job. And Satan wants us to focus on the situation. But this is when. Don't focus on the current situation. Scripture says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I don't care how dark your night comes. I don't care how bad your situation. Look for God. There is a word for your situation. There is a word for your pain. There is a word that God has for you. And if you can glory in your situation, if you can glory in the fact that God knows your name, he says our names are written in the book of life. When the disciples came back, when he sent the 70 out, when he sent the 12 out, and they came back and said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us. He said, don't celebrate. These are my words. Don't celebrate that the demons are uh, are subject to you, but that your names are written. Your name is written. And nobody can take, scratch, scratch it out. Nobody can dismiss your name. The fact that your name is written is what's important. Satan knows your name. He will tell you before you get saved, God don't want you. Why would you get saved? Why would you go to that life? Why would you give up everything you have? But if you can remember before you got saved, all of the disruption, all of the turmoil, all of the the, 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 the stuff that was happening. And then when you get saved, the peace of God comes and resides. And God, that's what Jesus is. He's the prince of peace. And when the Prince of Peace comes, in the middle of your turmoil, turmoil still can be going around around you. Stuff can still be happening. You could be in a war zone, wherever you are. If you will settle and know, if God be for me, who can be against me? Will you stand when you're in your war? Will you stand in your time of, of, of temptation? Will you stand? in the the time where things seem to be going against you, will you stand? See, that's what God, that's what trials and tribulation comes. I don't believe God sends those things to tribulate you. Because as I've heard the the men of God say, if God sent all tribulation, it would seem like the person that had the most tribulation should be the strongest. But Satan sends trials and tribulation to kill you. What God will do is deliver you out of your trials and tribulations, and then strengthen you and strengthen your faith as he brings you out. But by the grace of God, we all are here and able to testify that God is faithful. We read on in, in, 40, uh, in chapter 439, he arose and talking about Jesus. And he rebuilt the wind and said to the sea. See, there is power in your words. You, that's your authority. Your words are your ammunition." Your mouth is the gun. You got to speak. But you can't speak what's not in you. If there's turmoil, if there's fear, if there's doubt, if there's uh, uh hatred or, or all these things, see we can't we can't bring that we don't bring out the word. Because what Satan will do is, yes, the word may be in you, but what he'll do is he'll break hard oh, now. You how in the world are you gonna pray for anybody? All that fussing you did yesterday? You know you fussed with your wife before you left church today. Left that left the uh when you, when you left church before you went to church, you know you ain't still in, and you ain't said sorry yet. How God gonna hear you? And see, we limit ourselves to where we only have to say, Lord, your grace is sufficient. Yes, you go and you apologize or you you make peace. But what I'm saying is, what Satan will do is he wants to ride your back. As long as you will let him, as long as you allow uh, condemnation, depression, fear. See, he'll come and sit next to your ear and tell you who you are not. But that ought to be a sign to you. Why is he attacking you? If I'm nothing, if there's no, uh, no, if God has nothing better for me, why are you wasting your time on somebody that God has nothing for? Because he can't, he doesn't know your future. He knows something good's going to happen because God is good. And he knows if you continue to stand, if you continue and follow on to know, you're going to know. Your day of redemption is here. The scripture says, your redemption draweth nigh. Jesus is coming. But even before he comes, as the scripture says, over in Matthew 6 and 7, it talks about how the the disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And he spoke to them. He said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus wants us to bring heaven down to earth. That's why we speak of the prosperity of God. Heaven is prosperous. Heaven is holy. Heaven is is righteous. Heaven is holy. Heaven is healed. Heaven is blessed. If you will take hold of the promises of God, and what God has promised us and bring it down and demonstrate. Yes, God will use you to demonstrate who he is and what he does. And he goes on to say, he arose and rebuked the wind, said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was calm and there was peace. And then guess what Jesus says? He said to them, why are you so fearful? And their natural mind said, Lord, we were about to drown. But they was with life. They were with life. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the living water. They were with life. You can't kill life. Life and death don't mix. Either you will be dead or you're going to be alive. They were with life. Jesus told them, I'm going to the other side. He had an assignment. And no floodwaters were going to kill the son of God. But if, if, if you think about it, if the boat was full of water, why hadn't the boat sunk? Because Jesus was on board. And they go on to say, how is it that you have no faith? And Jesus began to, and you think about it. He said, I'm here. You speak. And that's what God is telling us. And what I want to get out to you today is that when stuff goes wrong, what do you do? When chaos comes, when fear comes, when sudden fear comes, when accidents come, what do you do? Do you curse the situation? I'm not saying praise God for a wreck. I'm, I'm not saying that. But praise God that he kept you in the wreck. Praise God that he delivered you from the horrible marriage. Praise God that he blessed you with a better job. Praise God that your children and you were saved from the fire. Thank God that you you made it out of the school. God is so good. And Jesus said again, How is it that you have no faith? Don't you know that you're with me? If you're with me, all is well he says, and they feared exceedingly. Why? Because they didn't know who they were riding with. They still, their eyes were still blinded. They still hadn't, they didn't have the Holy Spirit. They had saw these things, but they weren't comprehending who he was. Peter had said, he would say uh, at a time that thou art the Christ, thou art the son of God. They knew he was a great teacher, but they didn't realize that he was a very manifestation of God in the earth. He was. So water couldn't take him out. Herod couldn't take him out. And he won't take you out. If you will trust in God and not look for fault, look for victory. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our So I pray you got something out of this teaching today. Know that God is with you and he is faithful. Know that for whatever trial you face, whatever temptation may come your way, God is for you. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this hour. We pray, Lord God, with all this, the, 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 the hell that's going on in the world. And we mean by hell, Lord, that hell itself, the Bible says, is enlarging itself. There's so much evil that men are calling evil good and good evil. We see, Lord, wars in the Middle East and wars in the uh, in, in in Europe, Lord God. We know, Lord God, and then threats of war. All of these things are just signs and symbols, Lord, of the last days. But in these days, Jesus said, "Fear not." We pray, God, that Father, that we have faith in you. We stand in your word, and that that's what you have. You, 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 you told the Lord before you left the world, you said, I've lost none of them. You won't lose us, Lord Jesus. We know that we're in the palm of your hand. We trust you that you keep us. For everyone who is not saved today, we pray you get saved. It's so simple about just saying, Lord, forgive me of my sins. For I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Because you died for me. You shed your blood for me. And on the third day, you rose. Victorious over death, hell, and the grave. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Lead me, O oh Lord, as I now give my life to you. If you prayed that prayer, I pray you go to a, and get into a Bible-believing church. And you would also ask the Lord to fill you with his Holy Spirit. For the Bible, and Jesus called him over in John 14, 15, and 16. You'll read about the Comforter. I'm talking about the Spirit of God. That will empower you. That you will have power over every enemy. Everything that will come to you. Yes, when you get saved, the spirit of God comes and is resident in you. But if you want to move in the power and authority of God, be filled, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Not just in the water. For we need to be water baptized. But I'm talking about in the spirit of God. Where his power comes. And God will use you in great and mighty ways. We pray these things in Jesus' name. I pray that you be blessed, 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 and know that God is for you. Be with us as we continue to walk this journey of Journeys in Grace.